Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 12 of Twin Talk MN. I'm Ryan. And I'm Andrew. And today we have a pretty crazy episode for you, and you will not want to miss today's birthday. You will not want to miss the birthday. And you really will want to hear what Ryan's story is going to be about. And in sports, the NBA playoffs are set. The MLB, the Cardinals are back. One team is gone. And with the NFL under a month away, we have to discuss what teams will do well this season. Now, let us begin. Ryan, in the MLB, the Cardinals are finally back winning both games of the doubleheader against the White Sox yesterday. But another team is not going to play. The Cincinnati Reds have just found out they have a positive test in their system and all games are postponed due to further notice. This series is against the is against the Pirates. Ryan, what is what do we have to do? Yep. Right now the Reds have one positive test for their players. And their game yesterday, which was Saturday, was postponed, and their game today, Sunday, is also postponed. The week hopes to just have them again going tomorrow, but I sincerely doubt that will happen. I am so angry that more teams Keep on testing positive. Feels like, let's go. The Marlins outbreak is over. Oh, wait. Now there's a Cardinals outbreak. Let's go. Cardinals outbreak is over. No, the Reds outbreak might just be starting. But something that I realized, the day the Marlins came back was the f- when immediately the Marlins game was um, scheduled and said this will be happening, the Cardinals immediately announced positive cases. And yesterday, immediately... When the Cardinals said, okay, this game is happening. Immediately, the Reds said they had cases. Andrew, why do you think this is happening? Well, my guess is that this is just a big coincidence. But if I had to give a reason, I'd say either the teams or Rob Manfred, um, the commissioner of baseball, is trying not to overload health specialists around the MLB with positive Cases. I'd say maybe they're trying to kind of cover it up and say, eh, it's not so bad. If one team has it, two, uh, one game is postponed between two teams, it's fine. No one really cares. But then if you have two teams postponed, that's four games, let alone rain delays, which I think have happened almost every single day for, the, for almost the entire season, which in my opinion, pretty stupid, but hey, that's baseball. And I just feel like fans are going to start kind of losing interest if their team is not playing for such a long time. Like with the Cardinals, I bet a lot of, they've lost a lot of fans over this time. I've said, they went to the casino. Okay, fine, we'll get done with baseball. Series postponed, we're back. Nope, neither series. Neither. Neither, neither, neither. Oh my God. Okay, we're finally back. So I just feel like we got, we have to get the Reds back. We have to get them playing in every single person healthy. Now, Ryan, in the NBA, we know that yesterday was the first game between the Trailblazers and the Grizzlies. Tell me, will there be more basketball? Well, if I say that there are no more games, that means that the Blazers won. If I say there's one more game, that means the Grizzlies won. And there are no more games. The Trailblazers won! The Trailblazers were down by a decent amount. But from it was game Time in that arena. Time for Damian Lillard to shine and do his magic. He took over that game against the Grizzlies and absolutely dominated, giving the Blazers a lead that they did not give up. 
and the Blazers took that win. Now, the Blazers will face the Lakers in the first round, but they will probably get blown out by at least 30 every game and get swept. But at least they made it. Now, in the NBA, other news is that from the New Orleans Pelicans, they were eliminated from playoff contention with some results of games that have happened recently. And they made a decision at the beginning of the season that said, if they don't make the playoffs, coach, you're out of here. And they didn't make it. So now they've fired their coach, Alvin Gentry. In my opinion, this is not fair to Mr. Gentry. I feel like, yes, you did not make the playoffs. And in my opinion, with the NBA, to make the playoffs, I feel like it's not that much to ask. You don't even have to be... Uh, you don't even have to be on the winning percentage of the NBA. You'd have a losing record and easily make the playoffs. But that's not what they did. But also in the Pelicans' case, they lost Anthony Davis. They've got a whole bunch of great draft picks. They've got developing stars in Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball, and Brandon Ingram. But, and also Jackson Hayes and Zion Williamson, amazing rookies. And I think they also have Nikhil Alexander-Walker. So I feel like they're, with all of that young talent... You need a good coach to sculpt and mold them into a good winning team. But I'd say with that, you need the right coach. Ryan, do you feel like Gentry could have been this coach? Or do you feel like they'd find better with Kenny Atkinson or Jason Kidd, some of the top guys up for that coaching position? Personally, I do think Alan Gentry is a decent coach and should not have been fired. But to the um, front office's defense, I don't think he's the right guy. He's on the older side. He doesn't really connect with players. He doesn't. He can't sympathize with them when they say, oh, this guy's not passing to me. Oh, I can't work with this guy. Oh, this defense is too good. He can't sympathize with them. He's used to coaching playoff teams and making them one step further. I mean, if he was open, I would say Pelicans. Go after Ryan Saunders, the current Timberwolves coach. I think that being the youngest coach in the league, he really shows that he can connect with the younger players. He can develop talent. He can really sympathize with the younger players. And he can bring a team, not to a championship, maybe not even to the playoffs every year, but he can make a team take one big step forward with the younger guys. And that is what the Pelicans need in the coming years. Yeah, and I feel like if you just kind of look at Greg Popovich with the Spurs, he kind of just knew that he wanted veterans on his team with Kawhi Leonard, when he had him, he, when he had Tony Parker, Manny Ginobili, um, Tim Duncan. And I felt like that is why their team was so good, even though, even in the last decade, they had so many players out of their prime. But just go show you how important coach-player chemistry really is. Now, Vine, in the NFL, it's so close. I'm, I can almost taste that first kickoff, but still not here for over three more weeks. So, Ryan, let's do some more predicting. Ryan, which team do you feel like will be set up for a great season because of their defense, otherwise known as who has top defense in the league? Well, I think it's a very close first. I mean, the Patriots, 49ers, Steelers, Bills are all have a chance. But I'm guessing you didn't hear me say the Ravens because they don't have a chance to be the best. They are the best. The Ravens' defense is definitely the best defense in the league because last year they were probably the number one, but they had really a hard time with when teams would run against them. When Derrick Henry, star running back for the Tennessee Titans, would run all over their defense, the Ravens could not do anything. So in this season, they picked up 
probably, in my opinion, the number one defensive end in the week in Calais Campbell. They also got a top five defensive end in Derek Wolf. They also added great linebackers and safeties to go along with that. And that means they're one of the best run defenses in the entire league. And yes, they're Secondary, which is the cornerbacks and the safeties who guard the wide receivers and tight ends, aren't the best, but Marcus Peters, one of the best young cornerbacks in the league, and fairly old veteran Earl Thomas, I think, can definitely get it done this season. So I've got to go with the Ravens. Andrew, tell me it's the Ravens. Sorry, Vine, but I cannot. Yes, I do agree. The Ravens have a great, great defensive line and linebackers. But, sorry, what you were just saying at the last, you you didn't elaborate. Earl Thomas is so far past his prime and has earned the nickname of Derrick Henry's top blocker or whatever, which, in my opinion, obviously is just a meme and obviously just something stupid, but sorry, but just, that was stupid. And then there's obviously Martin Humphreys, who is good, 2017, it was 2016 first round pick, but Sorry, I would probably take Mike Hughes or Jeff Gladney about guarding DeAndre Hopkins or Michael Thomas over Marlon Humphreys. One team that I feel like you have to go to is the 49ers with not only a great, an amazing defensive line behind Nick Bosa, Javon Kinlaw, Avik Armstead, but also a great linebacker position with Fred Warner, and also great secondary behind Josh Squeezy Tart, and also, um, and also Jimmy Ward, and lockdown cornerback Richard Sherman. Now, Ryan, tell me Marlon Humphreys isn't better than Richard Sherman, because you can't. Now, also, Ryan, when you're talking about the top defense, one defense that I feel like is super underrated, that I feel like could have a great season, is the Rams defense. Don't get me wrong, they're not super deep, but with the number one defensive tackle, Aaron Donald, and also Jalen Ramsey. I just feel like that could go, that could be a great defense behind a great offense with the Rams. And I just feel like the Texans have lost DeAndre Hopkins, but their defense is okay. Ryan, anything else you want to add about this topic? Well, personally, I've got to also say that the Steelers' defense is one of the top. So remember those two defenses, Texans and the Steelers. But you don't have to remember that for very long because I'm about to tell you. Yes, you have to hear what Ryan is going to talk about. You will not believe what he's going to say. Andrew, why do you keep saying what like that? It is really but it's not that weird to me because Andrew is talking about the Watt brothers in the NFL. There are three brothers in the NFL. There's JJ, TJ, and Derek. Yep, JJ, TJ, and Derek. All three of the brothers as kids loved to roughhouse. JJ is the oldest being born a couple of years before the other ones, when J.J. was born in 1989. Derek was next, being born in 1992, and then T.J. in 1994. As kids, all of them loved to wrestle. 
roughhouse, tackle each other. But when they were young enough to play, their parents said, how about you guys play football? And the kids had never really heard of football before, but they were into it. All of them played offense and were amazing. JJ was huge and had tons of power and loved working out. TJ was very, very quick and speedy. And Derek was a huge kid who also had a lot of speed and agility. But as they continued to play in high school, JJ really took over as the top Watt brother. He was a monster on defense. He would tackle the quarterback every single time. He was so incredibly dominant. It was just absolutely insane to watch how good J.J. Watt was. And T.J. was a great offensive player in high school. But in college, through a small injury, he was forced to play linebacker on defense, which he was amazing at. But Derek, he just continued to lose his agility and gain size. And yes, he was an enormous human being, but he wasn't that agile anymore. And he wasn't big enough to play offensive line or defensive line. And really what you need from just a guy who's really big is a fullback. And I'm guessing you've never even heard of a fullback in football. But it's okay. A fullback is someone who just blocks for the running back and sometimes for the quarterback. They don't really carry the ball. They don't get the fame. They don't get the fortune. I, can't, I bet you can't even name one fullback in the NFL or even one who ever played. It's okay. I can only name a couple. But fullbacks really aren't that famous. They don't do a lot. And Derek was kind of sad about that, but he knew if he could play in the NFL, he'd be happy. And he did. JJ was taken in the first round of the 2012 draft to the Houston Texans. And in the 2016 draft, Derek was selected in the sixth round by the Los Angeles Chargers. And in the 2017 draft, TJ was selected by the Pittsburgh Steers in the first round. JJ instantaneously became a star, winning Defensive Rookie of the Year and being probably the top rookie in his class. And TJ also dominated in 2017 in his rookie year, becoming a stellar part of an amazing defense in Pittsburgh. And also, but Derek continued to struggle with the Chargers. He only got the touch of the ball a couple of times in his first couple of seasons. And after a couple years, Derek was traded to the Pittsburgh Steelers to be their fullback. Derek will play again for them this season, but hopefully he does pretty well, but I don't know. But JJ is continuing to dominate the week, winning many Defensive Player of the Year awards, but also JJ has been great off the field, winning also many awards for how much community service he has put in, how much volunteering he has done. And as some of you know, the Walter Payton Man of the Year award isn't doesn't go out to the top player like Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, but goes out to the best player off the field. This year, the winner was Calais Campbell for his great cherry work. And Walter Payne, the, who the award is named after, was a great player on and off the field, but especially off. And J.J. Watt, he's won it so many times. I think they just let him present the award now, and he's not even up for it because they know that he would probably win. So, in my opinion, they should name another award the J.J. Watt Award. But that's a story for another day. Ryan, back to what you were saying. Yes, back to what I was saying. Hee <laughs> hee. The brothers have all been amazing. And they've all led amazing NFL careers. But 
what they are most proud of is their game show. The Watt brothers have created a game show with everyone's favorite childhood game, Tag. But who wants to watch adults play Tag? No. But who wants to watch adults play Ultimate Tag? Everybody! Everyone wants to watch Ultimate Tag, the fastest show on earth where professional taggers who are insanely athletic and have tons of agility and just downright fast chase regular human beings like you and me who aren't professional athletes or anything like that and there are three men and three women and whoever is the last one standing from each gender wins a million dollars and there so far have been 10 episodes that are so great to watch so definitely watch ultimate tag the fastest show on earth and the watt brothers hosted directed and started it and star in it, and they are a joy to watch on TV. And remember the Watt Brothers, Ultimate Tag, and don't get tagged. Yeah, also, Ryan, before we go to the birthday of the day, as some of you probably have seen on TV, a Subway commercial with the Watt Brothers, where all the Watt Brothers are standing in their kitchen. The mom goes, I think it's turkey for TJ, tuna for TJ, and then JJ and TJ switch. Uh, turkey for TJ, tuna for JJ. And the mom goes, this is why we named your brother Derek. But, some backstory on that. Actually, TJ and JJ, neither of them were named their actual names. Those are just both of their initials. And, fun fact, Derek's middle name also starts with a J. So they could have JJ, TJ, and TJ. But, that's saved for Dwayne The Rock Johnson, so, and now he wants to seal his... Uh, his initials. Now, Ryan, let's get to the birthday of the day. Today, the birthday is you. Wait, it's my birthday? No, my birthday is in September. Whose professional athlete birthday is it today? Today, the birthday is you. What? I'm not a professional athlete, and it's not my birthday. Whose birthday is it? Today's birthday is you. Oh, my God. Darvish. What? You, Darvish. Yu Darvish, the pitcher who currently pitches for the Chicago Cubs. The Japanese pitcher whose first name is Yu, last name Darvish. This is a classic joke in our house and I'm guessing over the internet and all over the world. It is very confusing talking about Yu Darvish because of his first name, but it's spelled Y-U, so it's different on paper. Yu Darvish has had a great MLB career, being one of the most dominant pitchers throughout his entire career. He started his career with the Texas Rangers and won a World Series with them. Then went to the Dodgers and had an okay time now on the Cubs, who is dominating. Yeah, you is one of the top pitchers in the league and was their ace when they won the World Series in 2011. And for the Dodgers, made it all the way to the World Series with them in, I believe, 2017, maybe 2018. And right now for the Cubs... Udarvish is still an amazing pitcher for them. Um, the second left pitcher on a great starting rotation. You have a great birthday. Thanks, and happy birthday. By the way, this is you's 34th birthday, and happy birthday to you. Now, Ryan, today, let's predict our one game. Today, I picked a great game between the Padres and the Diamondbacks. I definitely have to go with the Padres, but they're pitching Garrett Richards. Versus Robbie Ray. Ray has been struggling, but looks better on paper. Fine. Who do you got in this game?
personally, I think it'll be a very, very close matchup, but I just have to go with the Diamondbacks. They've Robbie Ray pitching today, who's an amazing, unstoppable, really, pitcher for them. And yes, the Padres do have Garrett Richards, who's decent, but the Padres hitting has been pretty good with Fernando Tatis, Manny Machado, Will Myers, and Eric Hosmer. But one of their star outfielders, Tommy Pham, has been battling some cramps and probably won't be able to play today. Now, Diamondbacks, Cattell Marte and Starling Marte, no relation in case you were wondering, have been swinging fiery hot bats. So I've got to go with the Diamondbacks, but we'll have to see. Definitely, it'll be a very close game. I personally have to cast my vote to the Diamondbacks. Also, I feel like that swing, that lineup is so stacked. Yes, Padres do have Tatis and probably top five bullpen, but Kirby Yates is injured, Fam's injured, and Tatis could, I feel like, slow down any day. So, I'm going to have to go down bets, but we will see what happens. And that is the end of our episode, but we will make our next episode in just two short days on August 18th, where Vine will be telling another story of a great, amazing sports player with all of his enthusiasm. And again, happy birthday to you, Vine. What did you talk about today? And again, you're listening to Twin Talk MN.